this stuff, this will help with your sleep as well. Well, okay, look, okay, I, I'm not going to even like try to pretend. You'll always know if I went out the night before because my voice gets scratchier and deeper. So I might have enjoyed an old fashioned or two at a great esports meetup. So, um, hence liquid IV. I grew up, um, my parents had pubs and restaurants whenever I was growing up. So I've been around about people drinking too much since I was about 11 years old. Mm -hmm. So I've seen it all. It kind of puts you off a little bit. Oh, Virginia, yeah. I don't know what this is. I don't know about you, Red, but I'm some, I somehow think I might be getting a, like an unplanned intervention here uh, while we do this. So. See, I was thinking the old Looney Tunes cartoons where she's the angel on your shoulder and I'm the devil. Like, yeah, bourbon. Yeah, let's go for it. <laughs> you, you kind of match it, too, with your little fiery redness that you yeah, are. Yeah, I'm right. good with it. Are we ready for this, you guys? Are you ready for the mic? Is Virginia, are you ready for the mic is listening? Oh, always, always. I'm ready. Always All right, ready. guys, let's do this. The mic is listening. 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 Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to The Mic is Listening. I'm Sia, and we are back for another wonderful Wednesday conversation. Something that was inspired by one of my posts for once. Uh, I'm very excited when I get excited about my posts sometimes, and uh, I kind of want to continue the conversation. But before we go into and before we get started, uh, today's episode is all about... Um, okay, I, I used a Metallica lyric, so if you guys know Enter Sandman then you will know what this reference is. But it's uh, Exit Light, Enter Night, Sleep Anyone with Virginia and Red. I'll introduce Virginia and Red in a second here. Before we get started on that, I want to talk about this little thing that um been working with a lot of clients on lately. And it is all about what's your personality. When you're developing your own personal brand, your company brand, whatever digital content you're putting out there, again, in my selfish you know, perspective is podcast, whether it's visual or audio, you know, a lot of clients are concerned about how they articulate their personality. How can they best represent themselves? And the only advice I can really give is be yourself, be your authentic self, who you are. Don't try to be something you're not. Now, obviously, from a branding perspective, if you are about, you know, if you're a doctor, for example, you may not want to show up with, you know, unwashed clothes, smoking a cigar, cigarette, or something to that effect, right? So kind of be on brand on things like that. But it's okay to be yourself. You don't have to be that stiff upper lip all the time. If you sell real estate, for example, we know you sell houses. We know what you do for a living. But who are you? Who are you that I might want to engage with to do one of the biggest investments of my entire life and one of the biggest purchases in my entire life, right? If I can trust you that you'll find the right property for me or the right home or the right, you know, neighborhood that I've always dreamt about, tell us your stories around that and how you help provide value to the people that are listening. So your personality should expand and 
provide a bit of that little hug and comfort that Red earlier said that he never had growing up. So on that note, if there's any questions that you guys have, that's my little tidbit of the day is think about your personality, who you are. Don't try to be something you're not. But of course, consider your brand, but don't be the business that you're in. Okay. I used to be in tech sales and I thought I had to be proper, proper and talk about technology all day long, like a robot. No, I sell technology. Yeah. That's what I do. But all my clients like me because they liked my personality. So chew on that guys. And let me know what your thoughts are. Agree, disagree. I would love to see it in the comment section. So without further ado, I am so excited to introduce some really amazing people. Red Sastrom and Virginia Zarnaki. Welcome. Welcome to the mic is listening. Hi. Hey. Thanks for having me. Yep. Hey, good good to be here with Red too. Oh, yeah, yeah. well. I, so she's the prim and proper one. Well, I will say this much, Red. I, I did ask Red to behave this time around everyone, but not but not lose who he is, right? We're talking about on brand and your personality. So be you, Red. But Virginia, though, is brand new to the show. Never been. Nope, first time. I know. First time. I'd be barely... and, and that meant Red needs to be himself, not not um not nothing else. I did say earlier on I'm a good working class Scottish woman. Um no no don't don't need to, to hold anything back. Well you drop one F bomb and you just get this <laughs> reputation. Like there wasn't even full frontal nudity on this one, and I felt proud of that. Well, okay, so let me clarify. <laughs> I personally don't care about F-bombs and frontal nudity. That's your prerogative. But somehow there are these like platforms that we stream on that seem yeah. to care about children. Yeah. Or some people complain because they enjoy that. So that's the only thing I worry about. The last thing I need is to be slapped with like, you know, adult content. Like, Same you know. Suit. I, I was just thinking of the full Burt Kreischer where I just talk shirtless and I'm fine with that. Although that is funny if you think about it. Could you imagine like having this like explicit content, especially for children, and it's like a total business-based podcast? That's, that's pretty funny. <laughs> well, so, guys, welcome back. Okay, so this was kind of a last-minute thing, and I really appreciate you joining at the last minute. But I want to, first off, give a little, not a lot, just a little bit about yourself, Virginia, because I think you when I met you on the group, the Service Professionals Network, SPN, hashtag community group chat, and I'm getting to know you, I'm like, girl, what, what does this woman not do? So without a huge long story, because I'd like you on a separate podcast later that I can really dig into your life, but how do you define Virginia? Because you don't, you're a typical entrepreneur. You've got like 15 like companies going on. So how do I introduce you? Just your average middle-aged mom going out of her way to crush life that's me not average okay. no you are no, not no, average no, no. Not, that, no none of this humility stuff like toot your own horn oh god i don't know um i'm a lawyer fitness professional um nu nutrition coach mum animal lover introvert often called the cyborg um, refit, uh, called the the big bitch by my children. Um, <laughs> so it's nice. I I I don't know. I honestly, if anyone asks me, all I'm trying to do is n never be that person who says, "I wish I had 
never be that person who had any regrets and just to go for it because if I want to do it the time is now if I'm telling myself I want to do it the time's now so I'm going to do it so basically that's it I just go and do it and if I don't like it I drop it and I change it and I do something else but at the end of the day that's it I'm doing all the things I want to do I can't put myself at I, I don't want to be the person who's just the lawyer or the fitness professional because that's not me. I have too many likes. Yeah. No, you know what's so funny about you though is you do, you, you, you will give it the college try. Like you will try once if it doesn't work. Um, you struck me as someone that also, do you follow that saying of like, if you're going to do it, fail fast? Yeah, Wait, definitely. Is that, is that the same? Like something, I can never get these idioms right. <laughs> Yeah, you just go 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 all in. Go you're you're never gonna fail anyway. It might just not go quite the way that you wanted it to do. But if you go all in, you give yourself the opportunity to try it. And you also give yourself the opportunity to to make so many mistakes that you also get it right. So whilst it might not be in the right direction, you'll work out all the things that you do like. Uh and I, and it just it gets you to the place that that you, you eventually do end up going in the right direction. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think, I I feel like if you have regrets, you'll meander a little bit longer, right? To try yeah. to get yourself back. But if you just try it, at least you can say, yeah, I, I skinned my knee, wasn't for me, and move on type of thing. Red, you strike me also as someone that would be inclined to give it that college try or try it once or are you am i am i misunder uh you know interpreting what you are i'm one of those people who like watched jackass as a kid and thought that looks fun sometimes it's a little like a bit like i'm i never quite went full board but i'm not afraid of falling down because i look at the face it's taken its hits over the years so it's not a big deal if i fall flat on my face a few times yeah, no. Why not? I, I would like to say I'm like totally like all gung-ho. I think my personality, you would think I would be the person to be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go for it, go for it. But I'm actually very timid, you guys. It took a lot out of me to, to, to go into the entrepreneurial world to figure out what I wanted to do. I mean, I was so in, so comfortable in my tech corporate life, you know what I mean, that you know, working for the man or the woman, I, I was fine with. And it wasn't until I left that I realized, holy smokes, there's like a there's an, actually a very fulfilling life you can live. Now, I'm not saying if you're a corporate employee, you can't either. I just was so enraptured into that world that I didn't realize what me was. And it was, I, that's dangerous, I think. I, I'm a true believer in like we were talking about drinking before. I've got a lot of family members who have been through recovery, who've been through AA, all of that kind of stuff. I am a big believer in rock bottom. Because without some sort of rock bottom, nothing changes. You have to hit a point where you say, I will no longer accept this and mm -hmm. change. It doesn't have to be something major. I mean, I I could run out of coffee tomorrow, decide that'll never happen again, put the line in the sand, and then open a chain of Dunkin' Donuts. Right. And have them literally deliver my coffee every morning. <laughs> like, I can do that if I want to. That rock bottom could be that jumping off point. But you have to choose that you're no longer going to accept that. That is, that but, and listening to you there, Rena, I think I, n none of it has been easy for me. Um, and I, I 
I had a, a bit of a, a troubled childhood. Um, I was not a confident person at all. So whenever I first decided to leave law and go and try something different, because I think back at that time, I thought it had to be one or the other, that you couldn't combine and do multiple things at once. So it, it was difficult. I, I wasn't able to just overnight say, right, that's it, I'm going to go off and I'm going to do something new. It, it was a struggle. Um, and I'm an introverted individual as well. So I've t it's sometimes in the background, there's a lot of psyching up mm. to get to, to where I want to be and to make the kind of changes. And, and you do feel fear. There, it's not just a case of just being able to leap. You've got to have courage within yourself that you can make it work. It's definitely not, not easy. Well, yeah. and on the introvert note, I, I actually posted a study. I can't remember who came out with it um, like two or three days ago. Being an introvert is a superpower when you're behaving the way you are because we can sit there and stay with one topic for a long time and really yeah. keep going, keep going, keep going. Whereas the extroverts are trying to do a lot of different things at once and have that issue where they're trying to be everywhere. And then when there's no social satisfaction, they step away. That's why like introverts get that like video game personality attributed to us because we'll sit there until we beat the game whereas an extrovert just says okay i'm going to go play basketball yeah. I, you know, I think was it you who it was you that was talking about like you know where you get your energy from right introverts mm -hmm. you have to like generate from within whereas extroverts you go into a room and you feed off the energy of others which it's interesting i think the older i've gotten and i'm wondering if it changes over time you guys is if you're an extrovert as a kid and then as you become an adult, you become maybe a mix of both because I see a lot of people kind of who were like my, my boyfriend, for example, was a spaz as a kid. Then puberty hit and he's now like a total introvert. Like you, he just swung the opposite side of the pendulum, pendulum. And now me, I'm finding out I'll go out. I'll do a happy hour. I'll network. Everyone's my best friend. I come home and I'm just like close my eyes and I just sigh. And it's just like I never used to do that. Is it, does that happen? Or do you think Virginia, like you, you made a comment about menopause and perimenopause and all that. Does hormones play a factor into how we kind of consume our energy? Do you think it evolves you guys or is it just we're old and I'm just tired? <laughs> I think we educate ourselves as well. I mean, I think a, a lot of it is educating yourself. I mean, I said that I'm an introvert. Um, I would never have been able to build a legal practice, for example, as an introvert. Um, I would never have been able to put myself into situations where I was negotiating contracts, going into meetings, etc. I, I had, I, I actually had to practice. And I think it's like anything that you do habitually, if you practice, you get better at it. And when mm. you've practiced and you've gotten better at it, it just becomes part of your psyche. So you end up because nobody believes me whenever I say that I'm introverted. They always say, no, no, no you're not. And I'm like, no, I so, trust me, I so am. <laughs> if, you put, if you put me into a meeting scenario, I'm going to check out who's in that meeting before I go into the meeting so that I know exactly who I'm going to talk to. And then I'll look like I'm introverted, uh, that I'm extroverted, sorry. But I'm not, I'm not at all. I've just gotten myself comfortable with the environment that I'm going into. 
Well, I think you, I mean, preparation does give confidence too. Like, I'm not saying being introverted, extrovert gives you lack of confidence. I'm just saying maybe it, the way it manifests itself is a little bit more assertive that an extrovert probably naturally does. Whereas I think introverts, it's a conscious decision. It's tension. It's intentional. Right. So, okay. Then, okay. If we're talking about the, our, you know, different personalities, um, let's talk about the, a topic that was like near and dear to my heart. Like the other night, there was a massive hailstorm in Dallas area. I mean, you guys in the 15, 17, oh my gosh, 17 years I've lived in Dallas. I had never experienced this level of hail. It literally guys came in. I saw lightning through the, the blinds and I was thinking, okay, thunderstorm, that's very common in the springtime. And it just came in full force. It sounded like someone was throwing bricks on top of our house. And I have a two-story house. And um, for those that were had west-facing windows, because it came from the southwest kind of coming up, um, or this way, depending on how. <laughs> depending well, on my wife you're in. Is downhill. <laughs> she has no sense of direction whatsoever. That is a very true statement, sir. Yeah. <laughs> I'll like just you my turn her around twice in a phone booth and she'd get lost. <laughs> exactly. But anyway, so anyone that had a west-facing window, um, their windows got knocked out. And it wasn't like windy like a tornado. It was like it was just the front of the storm coming in from the west. It was just blowing in that way. Um, I can't even begin to imagine people that had like, uh, you know, that have actually experienced a real tornado because that was the first time I was really like I threw my dogs in, into the stairs, like into the closet. Like and I've never done that. Um, so that being said, got zero sleep, literally functioned on two hours of sleep yesterday, completely brain dead. Um, tried to accomplish what I could off my little checklist that I created. How do you guys when you get those one off nights like that? And I'm going to separate the difference of insomnia of like chronic versus situational insomnia how would you guys and have you guys experienced something similar where like the kid is sick or the dog is sick or you're sick and you just can't sleep for that that moment in time virginia what, what have you done and what do you recommend well you know i i as a lawyer we're conditioned to work 24 48 72 hours and more without a break to close deals it seems to be par for the course. I don't agree with it. I don't think it's necessary. I think it's to do with mismanagement. So it was obviously got a little bit better the more senior that I got. But the reason I'm saying this is that in the early days, I was going to bed. So this is this is what my day was like. So again, I, I, the reason I'm saying this is because I think you can condition yourself to the lack of sleep as well. Whenever I had my kids, I would go to the office, I'd pick the kids up, I'd come home, I'd cook dinner, I'd bath them, I'd put them to bed, and then I'd start again. And I'd work through to maybe 2, 2.30 in the morning. I'd go to sleep, I'd get back up about 5 the next morning, and I'd go again. And it was, it was just, it, it went on and on and on like that for years, where I was getting by on maybe four hours sleep a night. And I thought I was doing fine until I became self-employed and then I um, controlled my hours a little bit better and then I realised just how much I was sleep deprived and how my body perhaps wasn't functioning quite the way that it should have done. So now I really, really notice it. It doesn't happen quite as much as it did, although at the moment my two older kids are away, so my husband and I have got the, the joys of their cats so we had been wakened up in the middle of the night now by these blasted meowing cats. 
So, you know, I, so what have I done? Um, I actually decided to start Tai Chi and I decided to start Tai Chi for two reasons, flexibility one, and the second one is for the meditation. And I'm finding that that is having such a positive impact on how I feel whenever I've had, when I've been wakened up on multiple occasions by these blasted cats. Wow. Okay. So, okay. Okay. I'm going to ask this question and it'll be a funny question because I'm Asian. <laughs> I'm just going to say, okay, I've seen the Tai Chi like in the park where they're like slowly moving like this. Um, but I don't understand where the flexibility comes into Tai Chi because I've never seen anyone show Tai Chi where they're like doing yoga poses or anything like that. So help me understand what, what exactly is Tai Chi? <laughs> yes, I'm asking. Yes, I'm asking the question. What, what is Tai Chi? Well, it is. It is, um, gen it's, it's katas, so it's routines that you, that you perform, I guess, like any other martial art, they take you through the, the katas. I've only been doing it for about, I think, six weeks now, but it's uh, thoroughly enjoying the meditation and it ties in nicely with the fact that I've had the cats for about three months. Oh. Um, but it's just, it's slow movements. And what he does at the start of the class is he does some meditation at the start, some meditation at the end. It takes you through the slow movements, which for me is good because I find that if I am lacking sleep, I can get a bit grumpy, I can get a bit tetchy. I find it difficult to concentrate so I can go into the office, sit at the desk and I'm not focusing properly. So whenever I've had that opportunity to meditate, get a little bit of rest, just close my body down, not be conscious of the fact that I'm tired, I think. So it's, it just slows you down. And I think you focus so much on the catas that you're not focusing on the fact that you're actually tired. Ah. Yeah. And I, I think a lot of this goes into, like nobody can test drive a healthy body to know what it really feels like. And that's one of the things that uh, like really hits home because you don't know what you feel like when you're fully charged. Yeah. Like I'm so used to running at 50% that I'd be almost confused if I was running at 90. So that shift, that ability to do Tai Chi, to meditate, to take the time, like you thought you were perfectly functional at right. 80 hours a week. You weren't. You were operating at 10 to 20% and now you're seeing what 80 to 90% is because of fitness routines, because of meditation, because of self-care, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. That is literally, I think why, I think particularly in Virginia, you tell us on this <clears throat> as, as I affectionately say, as a non-American, I think Americans have a hard time relaxing. I think we don't know how to vacation. So one of the biggest criticisms of I heard and I've, I've seen like when I got to travel the world for a spell there was a feedback we got was why do you Americans have to go to like 15 different cities in your 10 day vacation? Why can't you just sit back, enjoy one city, enjoy one you know segment of the country for those 15 days? And I think maybe that goes back to what you were saying, you guys, because we're used to working on two, four, six hours. Of, well, not six, but you know, two, four hours a day. Yeah. I am. I, by the way, I'm a six, eight hour sleeper. If I get less than six hours, I, I am miserable, which I was yesterday. Just that my body doesn't like it. So do you think we have a problem culturally now? Now I'm thinking about that. Do you think it's a cultural problem where we don't think we should accept sleep? I, I think you, you have hit 
the nail on the head. And mm -hmm. as as someone who came from the UK to the Cayman Islands, who then ended up in a legal capacity dealing with Brits, dealing a lot more with Americans that I hadn't had that much experience with in the past, I definitely noticed changes. Number one, you guys get something ridiculous like 10 days holiday a year. What the hell? You go to the UK and you're looking at between four and six, at least in the profession that I was in, you're looking at four to six weeks holiday. And there I am with dealing with these with Americans who've got 10 days holiday, who don't want to go out. That's where the pressure came on as well to do so many of these deal closings and to do these deal closings in a, a very short period of time. The only thing it was they weren't always, they were, in my, in my opinion, often mismanaged, which used to drive me insane because you'd find tons of really junior lawyers being the ones who were directing you. And they were afraid to not be in the office because they yep. wanted to be working X number of hours. So there was a massive change. And I think when they, a, a lot of the US law firms moved into the UK as well, it changed how the British people were operating too. So I don't know, I don't know what it is, but yeah, from in this from this the point of view of working with people in the States, there's definitely more of a boom, 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 boom kind of mentality. It doesn't mean they're more efficient. No. It just means no. that there seems to be this need to be there twenty-four seven. It's I really believe like we prioritize working harder and, and we just we get told like from a very early age, if you want to be rich, you need to work hard. You need to work hard. You work, need to work hard. Yeah. But the more I've been in the business world and the more I've done consulting and things like that, it's not about hard work. It's about simplification. It's about automation. It's about having things done that you don't need to think about. Jeff Bezos is not the hardest working man in America. No, Neither so, is Elon and Musk. Most of them are not. No, it, it's it's about efficiency. It's about figuring things out that run without you. Like you're not the person doing everything. But we get told and our culture is built on if you want to be successful, you have to work hard. No, you have to work smart. Do you know right. what one of the biggest changes is that anyone will notice if they're able to change their sleep pattern? and you can go for a full, say, seven-day period. Now, you see this thing on my wrist. Yeah. I monitor my sleep. So I, I actually monitor my heart rate and I monitor my sleep so that I can work out when I get my most, um, my most efficient sleep. So this thing, and I use the Apple Watch beforehand, gives me an idea of when I should go to sleep. So I get my best sleep if I go to sleep earlier in the evening. Um, which is, was a change for me because I always went late. But if you can get seven days of quality sleep with plenty of deep sleep and REM, the biggest change that you will notice in your body, are you ready for it, is a shrinkage in your midsection. You will lose weight from your belly. Yeah. Okay. See, that. Is, I don't know how well you could see this, but this, uh, I yes. have one of those watches. I'm just not wearing it at the moment. This is my normal sleep. Like I have, I'm just not getting, mm. like, even if I'm unconscious, I don't get any rest. And that's yeah, where I'm You're, no, you're not getting deep sleep. None. Wait, can I ask a question? How, okay. So when is it, does it take your pulse or something? Like, how does it know what, when you're like, what, what magic is this? <laughs> you guys are, it's, I mean, I've heard of it, obviously, it's but to do with your heart rate. 
So it, okay. it's the changes in your heart rate. So I, I use it to see whether I'm, um, so I don't, when I go to the gym now, I don't go to the gym to train to become an Olympic athlete. I'm training for optimal performance. So I'm always trying to get the absolute best out of my body without pushing it to the state of, say, a, a, an actual athlete, because I've also got a family and a business and whatever else. So it'll just show me if I'm working out too hard, if I'm not working out hard enough. I don't have long periods of time to work out, so I don't want to go to the gym for an hour. I'd like to work out within 30 minutes to 40 minutes. It'll tell me whether I'm working out hard enough during that period of time. And it'll also show you where your heart rate is as well. So it'll tell you when you've gone into a deep sleep or a restorative sleep and whether from your heart rate, your body's recovering quickly quickly enough to and uh, recover i'm kind of inspired right now with virginia i mean that's seven days because look i think all of us can look down at our stomachs right now and be like i don't mind losing a couple inches or 10 right now i'm all yeah. about it and I, i've gotten rather voluptuous <laughs> and, and i'm not trying to use this as an excuse but it is i'm telling you the more i'm getting educated on it and i am a woman of a certain age I find myself, my sleeping patterns have changed. I find that um, suddenly I just like smell food and I'm like, how did I just gain two pounds? That's, like, but that's lack of sleep as well. You'll if, if you're not sleeping enough, you're going to be more inclined to eat junk because your body's not fired up. It's not energized. And the easiest way for you to get the energy is to put the, the um quick burning carbohydrates into your body and sugar into your body. So if you're not sleeping enough, it affects your diet. But what, what I'm talking about with the midsection is a what, what I call a stress belly. And I can spot a stress belly a mile away, um, even a stress belly on someone who's carrying excess weight, so someone who's carrying fat. Because if you're not sleeping properly, your body's not recovering properly and your body stores energy. And it stores energy by keeping fat. And the easiest place to store fat is in your belly so that you've got the energy then to get you through the day whenever you haven't had enough sleep, whenever you haven't eaten the right kind of foods, etc. And going to the gym and working out ain't going to fix it. It'll fix it a little bit, but you will still hold on to that little bit of belly fat because your body will just adapt to make sure that you're not going to put yourself into bad health. It doesn't mean you won't go into bad health, but your body's doing the best that it possibly can to keep you safe. So this isn't the gut. This is extra batteries. It's yeah. But it, there you go. It's extra battery. Can but you I'm imagine like it's batteries? batteries on. Yeah. I, I'm I'm green energy. <laughs> that's right hey we're eco-friendly you guys come on what? no virginia i okay so i uh this i i am scrolling your website but this is not about your health side of your business this is your other entrepreneurial pursuit so as you affectionately say this is what uh pays you to be able to do your other entrepreneurial pursuits so real quick because we're coming up on the end of time you guys i want to be respectful because you guys did jump on the last second so thank you again west bay global services what exactly is that and why can you and how can you do that business from the grand cayman islands because i would i too would like a career where i could sit on a, an island and kvetch about cats waking me up in the middle of the night with beautiful beach water <laughs> playing in the background we are a um, like 
financial services business. So we do a number of things. We do outsource financial services. We're also a registered office service provider. So we provide a registered office to offshore businesses who want to have businesses, um, well, onshore businesses who want to have businesses offshore. We provide the registered office to them. We do some director services as well. We do good stuff like um, FATCA, CRS, anti-money laundering compliance officer, and we also have a law firm here, but the law firm is just to help service the other business. So inv think investment funds, hedge funds, um, that, that's basically what this is. It's a business that services hedge funds and investment funds. That's so funny because tonight, and I don't know if it's going to go through you guys, we we're expecting like an ice storm here in Dallas. It was only like 60, 70 degrees a couple days ago, just so welcome to spring in Texas. Yeah. But um, I'm part of a business organization called Global Leaders Organization. I'm the Dallas uh, co-chair here. And we've partnered up with another organization called the Alliance of Mergers and Acquisitions Advisors. And it sounds like your organization would have been a good fit for that. Yeah. That yeah, group, probably. right? Okay. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. So yeah, no. Oh, girl, then we definitely need to talk about other things. So there's definitely some, some cross-pollinization here that we can do beyond the health, beyond the fact that we're all part of SPN. Yeah. Um, I love it. And, and of course, your story is just sick. We, I've got to, you've got to do a movie with you. <laughs> for the Rice Krispie movie. Dude, seriously, for you? You need to come back. So please, Virginia, thank you for jumping on at the last second. I really appreciate you. No, you're and, welcome. I, I mean, seriously, I, I cannot wait to share your story. But that on that note, Red, so I want to make sure I give you the love as well. So Broken Salespeople, you do have a podcast on that, but also. Yeah. So um, actually working on creating a course specially designed for introverts and in sales um, that I am recording. Literally, I have to put this sign up behind my head. And then once I do that, I'm going to uh, start recording that. Um, but it's all about helping people in sales, people who know that there's something wrong with the way they were taught, but may not know what it is. They know something is off, but they know they may not know how to articulate it, where that biological struck that biological struggle is based on what we're taught to do what we're naturally inclined to do and what we're told to do by managers so that's what everything's about it's what works and not what we were pushed on no i love it I, and i as again as a newly minted entrepreneur within the last three years or so it is surprising to me i guess maybe it was an eye-opener maybe because i was just purely ignorant I mean, a lot of people could use your support and advisement because you are very matter of fact. And I really enjoy listening to you. So your writings or not listening, listening to you and reading your writings. Maybe I should drink more. Maybe I should sleep more, huh, guys? Maybe sleep. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, you guys, thank you so much for your time as always. I super appreciate you. And um, for everyone that you know wants to get a hold, Red Staffstrom, Virginia Zarnaki. Yeah. Is that how you, it is how you, Zarnaki, right? That's fine. That'll, that'll do. It's Chernovsky, but Chernovsky. Oh, that's yes, even better. Oh, girl, everyone I should... pronounces it Zarnaki. My last name sounds like IKEA furniture, so I'm used to people getting it wrong. My name. My last name sounds like. Yes, I said that. So I mean, <laughs> trust me, I get it. <laughs> no one ever gets my name. But anyway, just call guys... me what my kids call me, big bitch. It works. <laughs> I'll accept that. that too. You can call me that too. You're a cool mom, by the way. I don't know if I would let my kids call me that. I'd be like, mm. 
uh, it's that, different that, with Scottish people, though. Like that's a hello. That that's a term of affection in Scotland. Absolutely, like, it is. Absolutely. Yeah. It is. Yeah. No, I I've always wanted to go to Scotland. I think uh, everyone keeps telling me how awesome it is. But oh my gosh. Okay, I'm getting distracted. And Deb, you're so awesome. Like Deb Curtis is like putting your guys' LinkedIn profile oh, that's up nice. here. Thank you, Deb. Yeah. Yeah, Deb how is nice phenomenal. I can't say enough good things about her too. I know. Well, Deb is going to be on the next, uh, well, not next one, but in a, in a future uh, la live stream for us and podcast. So, Deb, get ready, girl. We'll get you on soon enough. So, anyway, I think we need to wrap this up. You guys are awesome. I really want to say thank you so much for your time. Um, one last note here before I sign off. There is a, because this podcast is really about to promote other people and podcasts. So, there is a new live stream that I want everyone, well, not live stream. It is a YouTube channel, but also a podcast that's just getting released on the MAP Esports Podcast Network. It's called Metaverse and Beyond with uh, Chase. Uh-oh. Nice. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, another screw. Uh-oh. I forgot the other name. <gasps> Uh-oh. Sorry, guys. Uh-oh. They're brothers. Okay. They're like 12-year-old kid, 10 and 12, I believe. And um, Chase and, oh, my gosh. I forgot the other boy's name. I'm the worst promoter person ever. Just look at Metaverse and Beyond, you guys, and then Google Chase with it, and you'll get them. But these kids produce their own show. So what we've done is, I mean, they took the initiative to produce it themselves. And you guys, they interviewed another client of mine that I uh, produce his podcast. It's uh, Lewis Johnson with All In with Esports. He is an Olympic broadcaster. And, he, and so this guy's a 20-year-plus veteran, right? He's interviewed, you know, as a broadcaster, Currently, he's coming back from Beijing from NBC. Um, and these kids were just as like they kept up with him. And that's incredible to me. If you can interview a professional broadcaster and stay in conversation and have really good like questions and like banter, those kids are going to go far. So not only are they producing their own show, they've got the most amazing uh, conversational skills. And they're talking about concepts that you guys, I don't even understand yet. I don't understand the metaverse. Do you guys? No. Um, I just looked it up. It looks like Chase and Sage. Sage! Oh my gosh, yes. I'm the worst. Thank you. <laughs> I'm so bad. I'm so bad. <laughs> Sorry, Sage. All right. Metaverse and Beyond with Chase and Sage. Check them out. They are so cute. I love them to death. And I can't wait to see how they progress in their career. And of course, selfishly, there's another podcast coming out for these HISO Diaries. That's my own personal project with Liam McLean. And it's all about highlighting uh, security professionals and leaders and next generation leadership with the mission of getting people who want to get into cybersecurity, the fair opportunity to do it, that you don't have to have 10 years experience for an entry level job. Damn it. That's got to go away. That's my two cents rant on that note, guys. Thank you so much. We'll see you for another week of the mic is listening and uh, gosh, let's just call it a day here. And I'm going to fade this out. How do I do doop? doop. Dupe, and we're out of here. Bye, guys. Stop.